welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I am joined by Liz Hume Dawson, actor and youth worker. Welcome to the Divorce Club. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> you are, you're very welcome. So, how does that feel when I say to you? You're in the divorce club. You're divorced. I know, and and I think um, I think one of the things at the time is you don't want to be in that club, <laughs> but unfortunately, you catapulted into it. So um, yeah, I think that was probably one of my issues. About I probably stayed too long. Oh, I can make this work. I can make this work. But how does it feel now? It's another life. Because at the time, as we all know, it's devastating and you feel a failure and you think you don't know what people will think about you. And to a certain extent, when you are on your own, you're a bit of a leper to some of your friends because I think they think you're going to nick their husbands or their partners. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like I I noticed like um, I'd be invited out with girls, but if there was any partner things... I had only one friend, my friend Nina. She used to invite me round for a meal with her and her husband, and we're still friends. And uh, she, uh, I think she invited some other people as well sometimes, and that was the only person um, that actually went to their house as a person on my own. It's so weird, isn't it? Because it's like if I was going to try and have an affair with someone, I could do that when I was in a relationship or not. And also the weird thing I think is when you break up with someone, I feel like someone else, another relationship is the last thing you want. My husband wanted to, obviously, current husband wanted to get married. And I said, um, oh, really? Um, And he said, and he thought about it and he came back and he went, Liz, I really do want to marry you. I do want to. I said, oh, okay. Actually, this feels right. So, and I'm still married. So, and it, it will be. 22 years in October, so. Wow. Yeah, and we've managed lockdown. I've had dreams of stabbing him, but no, we're still together. That's good. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he had to work from home and I had to work from home and and we've, we've survived all that. So it must be okay. So um, that's so nice to hear as well that your current relationship has lasted so long. Because um, I think sometimes when you, you know, you get divorced and you think I'm never going to have a long term relationship yeah. again. Yeah. So um, take me back to your first marriage. So how old were you? Where were you in the world and your career? So I was 16 when I met him. Wow. How shocking is that? And um, he's it was a bit older than me. He was six or seven years older than me. And um, I don't know, I just got, I think I just got swept along with it all and having a house and, uh, and I remember at the time we had the, um, we had, we were going for a mortgage and it was when it went up to 15% and we hadn't got enough. We had to ask each parent to help with a bit of the deposit because when I think Margaret Thatcher was in and the blooming rates went up and like your house was just ridiculously mortgage, you know, so um, but my mum, I've been, because obviously since you've asked me to be on here, I had a bit of a think about it because you do park it sometimes. And um, my mum, we're in the kitchen and she just said to me, are you sure this is the one? And I looked at her and I went, yeah, yeah. She went, you can be walking down that aisle, Liz, and you can turn back if you don't think it's right. And I'm thinking, what do you know that I don't know? And to this day, I think you knew something. <laughs> you knew something that I didn't know. <laughs> That's so funny because my best friend the night before my wedding said to me, I'm just calling you to double check that you definitely want to get married because if you don't, I'm here for you. We can get on a plane and escape and I'll sort it all out. But I just want to give you that option. And at the time I was just like, oh, that's nice. Um, But no, I still want to get married. But now I'm like, wow. What did you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a sixth sense, isn't it? And she, and I've never questioned, I mean, my mum's not here now, bless her, but I never questioned her on it. And it was just such an odd thing to say, you know, because she was a single um, parent. And um, I mean, I had a stepdad, bless her, but he, she did most, brought us up really. And um, to say that when she put all that money into it, because she paid for the wedding and everything. And then in the marriage, five years before we split up, I actually told another friend on a walk saying, I don't know if this is working really. I don't. And that was five years before I actually did anything. I then carried on and carried on because you think, oh, you can do this, you know. And then my mum had been divorced, so I didn't want to be that person. And, do you know what I mean? And, um, and then it took me all that time to, to move. Do you know what I mean? I was ironing one day and I said to him, <laughs> said do you think we need marriage guidance or do you think we need something to help us and he went it's all in your head he said it's 100 in your oh no 99 in your head you get your head sorted and this marriage will be right and I went carried on ironing so it was all on you it's all on me wow yeah because I was like Let, let's let's get help I was determined to try and try and do something do you know what I mean but I mean it got to the point where I moved into the spare bedroom we had separate lives and then he even went and told my mum that I was behaving oddly and erratically in the marriage. But I hadn't involved my mum, you see. I didn't, you don't do, you don't involve anybody because you're just trying to work it out yourself. You might you might tell a friend. I mean, I think I'm more likely to talk to my friends now than I was then. 
because I've got a really good friend who was going through exactly the same as me and we never spoke about it. Yet we saw each other in couples and things, but we never said anything. And she, we had exactly the same. She would have Christmases where she was opening the presents on her own, crying because <laughs> he was asleep in bed or whatever. Um, you know, moments of like, why am I doing all this? And and it was so bizarre. And both of us uh, left our husbands and went to drama school and became actresses. Both of us. Wow. It's bizarre. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it's just that. It's like the thing that we talk about now with my friends is like when you're having, particularly in lockdown and stuff, when you've had like a crap day and then you speak to somebody else and they've had exactly the same day and you think, oh, right, that's fine. But I went for years and years not talking to anybody, thinking I can sort this, I can sort this. And I couldn't. It's so funny that we're all going through similar things, but we don't open up. Like I was the same. I didn't tell a lot of my friends sort of what was going on in my head. And I just thought, oh, this is just, you know, part of life and it'll all sort itself out or I'll sort it out. Yeah. And actually it was after, you know, we split that loads of people were like, I had no idea. And obviously now I'm talking more openly about it. And what, so why do you think it took you five years? Um, I think I feel like I've been three different people. I think I was that person. I've been somebody else when I was on my own. And now I'm this other person with, with a daughter and um, a husband and older, probably. I definitely think I've, I can definitely pinpoint the three different changes. And you're, you're just a different person in each section. And, and things build up, don't they? There was the, let's, let's go to marriage guidance. No, it's your fault. You sort it. There was that. Then I said to him, look, I'm thinking of changing my career because I had two hairdressing businesses. So I said, I think I'm changing my career. I think, I, you know, I really want to pursue the acting. But what I'd like to do before is I'd like to, um, like, do the A-levels and all that just to make sure that I can do the uni course, you see. So with, I don't know how I did this, going through a, going through a split and everything. So I did this BTEC course and I did A-levels as well. And, um, I, and he, I said, are you in support of that? Do you, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Anyway. One particular day, I used to drive over to this uni, and then I have to come back and maybe do clients and things like that. But I had staff as well looking after the shops, but it was really hard. But this particular one day, I came out of of college, and somebody nicked my car. And you know when you look at the spot where you parked it, and you go, really? And then this wave of fear comes over you. Um, Because unfortunately, I had this Ford Escort, which was black, quite low, but it was a special edition and it got like these flashes up. So I think it looked really racy. So bless them, whoever nicked it would have one hell of a shot. And I rang him up and I said, my car's been nicked, you know, and he went, so? And I went, well, I'm stranded. And he put the phone down. I was like, right, well, that's, that's, that. So I rang my stepdad. I said, kiss you in tears. I went, somebody's nicked my car and David's put the phone down. It was like this big kid, you know. So anyway, bless him, he drove all the way over, because it was quite a way, he drove all the way over to pick me up. And then I thought, I don't even know what happened with that, really. I, I think that just sort of got left. And then he started being quite erratic in the house, and I think we had one massive argument one day. And, um, and I was like, I just thought, this is actually toxic, this now. Um, but I 
got a load of friends together. Well, it was a friend, actually. She galvanised me, bless her, Emma. Um, and I did like a moonlight, but I was really fair. I just took half of everything <laughs> and then got this um, little flat. I, one of my customers had a house that she rented me out and everything. And my friend went to Marks and Spencer's. She said, I've got you some Marks and Spencer's uh, mushroom pate. And I said, oh, wow. You know, and we had that and I threw it up. That's how ill I was. So I couldn't eat mushrooms or Marks and Spencer's mushroom pate for years. I like mushrooms now, but because, I, it, you know, when you're just all so nervous. I mean, for me to part with food is quite a big thing, really. But anyway. Um, so this, was, is this after the break? So you've broken up, you moved into a separate so I've broken house. Up. Yeah, I've moved and into a separate house. Up, I've taken half of everything. threw up mushrooms. Yeah, hey. Oh, my God. But it was so funny because one of my friends, apparently the mum must have rung for me. He answered and he, she said, sounds very echoey. He says, yeah, no, my furniture's missing. <laughs> oh my God. And I was, do you know what was silly though? I was prepared for him to have the lot. I was just finished with the toxicity of it and everything. And it was my mum. She went, you are not walking away. You've had the business. You worked. You're not walking away. And it was her that made me obviously fight because I went round to the house and I said, right, what are we going to do? I said, I want a divorce. And he wasn't sure whether he wanted a divorce. And then he said, well, I'll blame you or you. Bl-. I said, you know what? I said, just blame me, but just get on with it. I just want done. You know? So of course he started off the proceedings, but then it started like um, going on and on. And I kept ringing up my solicitor and he said, he's not doing anything. So eventually they said, you're going to have to go t- to court on your own. I was shaking. So you're going to have to go to court on your own if you want this finished. So this is after a number of years anyway. I think we hadn't been together because I, I then went on to drama school. So I remember going into this room and I thought it was like a proper court, but it wasn't. It was just this massive table and there was this man sat at the other end and I was sat at this end and he, he was going through. He said, so he started proceedings and he was ticking and he said, and then we can't get hold of him. And he, and he was going through and he just sounded an absolute plonker because he hadn't done what, you know, and he went granted. <laughs> yes but then of course there was all the house to sort and everything so it's quite tr- I, I love it when people go oh, divorce is too easy these days oh my god it's horrendous it's so true when people say oh it's too easy to get divorced yeah you haven't spoken to anyone who's actually got divorced because it's yeah. the paperwork is I know. just as hard as all children the- yeah so how did you feel when the divorce was granted and you got the paperwork through after all of that that had happened? I think because it had gone on for so long, I think you just feel free. You're just excited about it. We went to a party and obviously I went with my uh, new partner and um, and he was there and it was like, gosh, I've lived with you and known you intimately and like I feel like I don't know you. It was such a, how quick we are to separate do you know what I mean it's like um we call that golden compass program where they have those animals and if they take them away from them they die it's like that we didn't die (laughs) yeah the Philip Pullman yes Um, left and I didn't die his dark materials yeah and that's so interesting because I was going to ask you if you'd seen him again because I don't have children so I haven't seen my ex you know since we've been officially divorced so it's kind of like oh I can just move on but yeah I think you know we obviously still have some mutual friends so one day I might see him at a party and 
What was that feeling originally when you, did you know you were going to see him? Yes, I knew he'd been invited because he did, when we'd split up, he, some of, a lot of the, the, the relationships were friends that I'd made, but he started, I mean, they found it, they found it odd. He started just turning up and just sitting there and they didn't know what to say to him and various things, you know what I mean? And what was interesting, and somebody said this to me, when we split up, I didn't say anything about him. I didn't badmouth him. I didn't say anything. I just, I just kept quiet. And it was interesting what people said to me about him. And I was like, oh my God, did you actually like him then? Do you know what I mean? That, that was quite a strange, but do you know what as well? We went to Turkey one year. We went twice actually to Turkey, but the second time we went, he was really ill, really ill. He was in bed for about, I mean, we went for two weeks and I'm sure he was in bed for about seven days. I had the best time ever. <laughs> and you just meet people, don't you? And because you're, because you'd started off with in couples. I mean, I kept in touch with them. I, mean, I don't think I'm now, but kept in touch with these people for, for years. But they, they, they really took me in. There was an older couple and a younger couple who were on the honeymoon, bless them. And um, I had such a brilliant time. <laughs> so what did that tell you? And he was really, he felt really bad. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so ill. I went, it's fine. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> Well, I, I went on holiday um, on my own after I split up with my ex and I was really scared. But in the end, yeah, I had a great time because I think when you're on your own, people are more inclined to talk to you because they think you might be lonely. And actually, I wasn't lonely, but I just got into like loads of great conversations with people and like, you know, fun, spontaneous nights out with them and stuff. I had, honestly... I- Somebody said to me, when you go to Turkey, you're going to be a week on your own. I'd have gone, oh, I can't go, I can't go. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. And and I think sort of looking back as well, one of the other things didn't help were the in-laws. I think um, I think mum and dad had quite a lot to say. And when we'd split up, he just said, every time I used to go to my mum, you know, I used to get it in the earful about you. And I went, oh, right, okay. So that was really di- difficult. But at least... His older brother, who is split up now, actually, and I'm still friends with my ex <laughs> sister in law. We're like really good mates. I love her to bits. And um, she got banned from the house. So I, at least I was never banned. So oh, I, wow. I, I found that quite an achievement. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's an interesting one. Because obviously, when you're with someone and married or just in a long term relationship, you really get to know their family and build those connections. So how did you manage to stay really good friends with your sister-in-law? Was there a period where you didn't talk initially? No, no, we were, um, she, she wasn't related to them. She was only related to them from marriage. It oh, was I the see. two brothers. Yeah. So she's since married again and very happily married. Um, and we've just, I think we were like buddies because we'd both been through this, uh, like, family relationship where mum wore the pants anyway um so it was very difficult you know you, had to, you sat there and you didn't know if you were saying anything right or whatever but yeah my sister-in-law was still I mean we just messaged each other yesterday still really good mates and uh, it was almost like hanging on to each other really just like from you know what we'd been through I think really but it's it I mean I have various conversations with uh, people and I've had a conversation with somebody this week and we're saying we think that we were going to find our soulmate don't we I think our soulmate is out there but you might always meet them and I think we've got this 
obviously watching television programmes. I mean, I love a rom-com, you know what I mean? And I love it to end happily. But actually, life's not always like that, is it? It's really difficult. So, um, you know, if you do find your soulmate, wow, you know, well done. Um, and I do think, yeah, there has to be, there has to be give and take. But, I mean, I'm still quite gobby. So Matthew has quite a lot to put up with, as, as he is as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, being actors, we both love watching films and TV, yeah. and and yeah, I love a good rom com with a happy ending, and and that's sort of how you learn like that's what's meant to happen, and then you get married, and and also the rom com always ends at the marriage; it never shows you married life. Um, but yeah, I guess I sort of believe we have a few soulmates that are yeah. like sort of different slightly different paths almost yeah so you might not meet all of them but you might meet a few of them and you might you know I mean do you think you've changed because I think I definitely think I've had three different types of people that I've been Do, do you know what I mean so I think I changed in my marriage but I I think I moved further away from me in my marriage. I think I was trying to be, and it was nothing to do with him. It's like my own thing, but I was trying to be like a wife and like the perfect wife and and look after the house and all these things that I'm just not good at. And it's just not me. Um, you know, like I'm a creative person. I love my job and I love talking to people and I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, gobby, like you said, and, and all of that and, and funny. And like, that's, I, I I think I had a really strong sense of self before I went into that relationship that then turned into a marriage. Right. And I, I think I really lost that. So right. rather than being a different person, I think I almost like lost my way. Mm. And now I feel so much more back to me and like connected yeah. to who I am. So, yeah, yeah I think it, it's, I don't know. It's a funny old world, isn't it? We're all we're we're very much now into our mindfulness and be kind and all that. And actually, we're not even kind to ourselves, are we? Sometimes, so that you know, you can be do all these lovely things for people, and then you're actually horrible to yourself. I think getting divorced has taught me to be nicer to myself because you know I felt like the world was being horrible to me <laughs> with the with everything that. You know, because my dad died around the same time. I remember. Stuff. I yeah. do remember that, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I've definitely... And I think also, weirdly, getting divorced has made me kinder to other people. Yeah. Because I think when you go through something, like, incredibly hard, you sort of realise that a tiny drop of kindness that people have shown you made such a difference. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And it's like... You're not, I'm not noticing at the time that somebody's not invited me to the house or whatever, but afterwards, looking back, I just thought, oh my goodness, yeah. I had that friend who, you know, would invite me for a meal and just, uh, you know, including me um, because you, 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 you are lost and then everybody else is thinking, oh, they're lost, let's leave them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're pushed, you're pushed further down this road that you don't want to go, so... So it is nice. Um, and, and I mean, I, I would never think of not inviting anybody just because they're single. It, 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 what, what is that about? It's, I know, you know. Weird. I think about inviting them more. 
yeah. they're single. Yeah. So, but yes, it was, it was, you were definitely, well, I was definitely not invited, but I'm not even this man eater. So the, I don't know why they, they were subconsciously thinking that or what, I don't know. I, but I do remember thinking, wow, I feel like a leper. Well, what I found as well is I don't know if you get this, but since I've got divorced, lots of people who are in relationships that they're maybe not happy in sort of either avoid me because they think that like divorce is catching or they or they're like very defensive about their relationships when I'm not even trying to talk to them about yes. their relationship. Yeah. Have you found that? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, they probably wouldn't open up as much to you because if they show a crack in which we all have them, come on, it's like, you know, you all have your moments um, it's like, oh, there's something not right with that marriage. But if you're, I mean, and the thing is, it's, we, we have to be careful, don't we? That if you, if your marriage isn't right and you're happy with that, well, that's fine. If you, if that, I, I wasn't prepared. I wanted more. I, I, I just thought it should be more. And, and I, and also for me to be, you know, I'd, I'd get up on a Sunday and I'd, because I'm always like a bit sad sorting out meals. Um, I'd get all the meals ready for the week and. I'd be cutting the front lawn and I'd be doing this and doing that. And then he'd wander down in the afternoon. I'd go, afternoon, you know. And then I once remember saying, do you want to dust? I don't dust. I said, oh, I wish I could say that. I don't dust. I'll never forget that. Well, I don't dust either. Just got that. <laughs> but it just means my house is dusty. <laughs> it's my decision not to dust. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So how did you cope at that time? Because obviously you'd been unhappy for five years. You move out into this new house. You take half of the um, furniture. And and how how was that? Like, what were you feeling? So I um, basically had some really good friends over in Leeds that I used to um, go over and stay with. And um, it would be... <laughs> This is horrific. It had been one of my friends, um, Hindus in York, 
no, was it in York? I can't even remember where it was. And we went out and I got, I think, th- when looking back now, this was obviously some sort of against it. I got absolutely rat on cider, of which I have never drunk since that day because I couldn't even put it near my mouth. Even though there's all these lovely fruit ciders, no, they're not coming near me. So I love that you don't eat mushroom pate or drink <laughs> cider now because of your divorce. <laughs> so, so we went we went into this restaurant and my friend said that you bounced off every wall in the restaurant and everybody could see. And she said, I had to take you out because you would look like you're going to throw up. And we're in the taxi. She says, you had just been sick down the front. Just it's just coming out. And the taxi driver says, Is she being sick? My friend Jane went, No, no, no. So we we went back to my friend's house and um he brought his it's a couple, um, Chris and Joy, he brought his kids to see me on the toilet. He said, This is what you shouldn't do, and this is what you'll end up looking like if you drink, which I thought was hilarious. They also did, <laughs> thank God. They're probably scarred, but anyway, um, so we got up in the morning and I was still being sick. So Jane had to drive my car. She worked for me anyway. So she drove my car back and I went into work and I did the first client and I went, Jane, I can't stand. She says, Liz, go home. So I went home and, the, and I'd been asleep for God knows how many hours and the phone rang and I picked it up and they went, hello, I'd just like to say that you've been offered a place at drama school. Thank you. You just put the phone down. Thank you. I couldn't cope. So, so basically, I then um, moved to Manchester because um, I went to Capital Theatre um, for three years with this ongoing divorce and a dog called Bramble. There's not many people that go to drama school with a dog. Um, she used to come in with me and sit with the receptionist at the door for me. Everybody was so lovely and looked after me with this dog. I was in um, a friend is now a very good friend, but he'd um, he was on the course as well. And him and another girl had um, bought this house and they were renting rooms. So I was in the what would be the dining room because it had patio doors for the dog <laughs> to go out. But I'd suddenly gone from this four bedroomed ensuite detached house in the country looking over fields to this house in Withington <laughs> in the dining room. And I just used to cry every night. Just thinking, what are you doing, Liz? What are you doing with your life? You know, I didn't ring anybody. I didn't say anybody. But I would think for the first, I mean, I went as a mature student, obviously, but I would think at least for the first term, I think I used to cry most nights. And then, of course, when everybody went home, I had no house back at home. So my stepdad's cousin had a flat and they were abroad. So sometimes I'd stay there. I've even stayed in a friend's, who was selling an empty house on a lilo in the lounge, stayed on the lounge floor with the dog because I was coming home for Christmas. And my mum didn't have room. They just had a like a bungalow, so they didn't have room for me. The second year, um, I at the end of the second year, I went home in the summer and again I could stay in this flat and I did my dissertation and I came back with my dissertation done. I'd done it in the summer. And then the third year, something must have just clicked. And that's when I started enjoying myself a bit more and going out and partying. And um, and they were like, oh, my God, Liz is out. I was like, yeah. And then we go to these clubs in Manchester. I think it was the, like the night and day cafe. And they were playing this music and I was singing to it. And they went, oh, you know the words? I went, yeah, I knew them the first time round. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, I then, I then, my social life picked up. I had a ball, I, you know, a few different boyfriends and it was, yeah, it was, it was a good, I, I think I was sort of cleansed then and ready to get on with life and, you know, and start living again, really. But it sounds like it was, yeah, definitely cleansing for you, but it must've been weird not to have like a fixed home. It was, it was, it was quite, you know, when you live in it and then afterwards I looked back and went, what were you doing? What were you doing? Um, and I did the divorce, even though we were divorced, he was trying to sell the house, although he didn't end up selling it. He's in it now. Um, I think he's still in it. I don't know. It was like, um, it was just looking back on it. When you're in it, you don't see it, do you? And you just do it. And there's the sad bits and the happy bits and the bits, whatever. But then looking back, I think, bloody hell, Liz, you should write a book. This is ridiculous. Um, you know, about sort of my journey to get wh- where I am now. And, and you know, I know people see like a really confident person and like, I, you know, I know what I want and yes, I'm bossy and da, da, da. But it wasn't always like that. Um, you, and like you say, you, you realise who you are and you don't take the crap. And the friends that I've got are like, jewels to me I'm so you know I'm so blessed to have them um and during lockdown they've been amazing we've had zooms and if we could walk it's like right let's get out we can walk you know and stuff like that we're planning like you know things to do and everything so so I'm I I feel really lucky I do feel really lucky um how how things have gone um my daughter I mean she's 21 this year you know what I mean? So, I mean, we obviously, I was an older mum anyway, so we went straight in to try and have a family, obviously. But uh, I, I, I didn't want kids with him. They were, they were never on, didn't like children. That's awful, isn't it? I work with children. I love kids, but I didn't want to have, I'm not great with littlies. Someone said that before, actually, that with their first husband, they didn't want children at all. Yeah. And then with their second husband, they had children straight away. Yeah. And do you remember a hardest time? during those sort of uni divorce years? I think that the, the hardest time is who calls time because you can go down the route of having an affair and then you just leave, can't you? Or you can leave. Um, and I think it's that this person you thought you loved or, and you did probably love up to a certain point it's that, as I say, I told my friend five years before I actually went. And then, you know, I tried to say this isn't working. We then moved into separate bedrooms. We were still then in the house. And I'm thinking, he's not going anywhere. It's going to have to be me. And um, and and yes, it was. I, I just thought, I know I've got to just because I think he'll have just modelled on forever, just like that. And I just thought. There's more to life. There's there's more. On, I could have more fun on my own. There's, there's, you know, not cleaning up your crap, clean my own crap up if I want to or not. Do, do you know what I mean? So so I had this little house. It had one room downstairs um, with a with a table in where I could do my work for unit. And then it had a like a do they call it a galley kitchen? And then it had a toilet upstairs and then one big bedroom. That's all. <laughs> Tiny. It's tiny, but it was near my work, which was good. And then my dog, obviously, I got my this poor bramble who went everywhere with me. <laughs> it's funny because 
Lots of people talk about how pets really got them through those times. Because, like, my two cats, one of them's passed away now. But, like, just having, like, another breathing thing yeah. there. Yeah. She she heard everything and sobbed to her and everything. She was she lived to be 19. Wow. And I think, well, I could get upset actually now thinking about it. But when, obviously, we lost her, I think that was quite a hard time for me because she was such a part of my chrysalis life <laughs> into a butterfly. Well, some people wouldn't say a butterfly, but whatever. Do you know what I mean? So there's little subtle changes, isn't there? I would say the, the making the decision, if it is you, to go and then that new life somewhere else in another town, far away. So, you know, let's, you know, I'm going through this crap time and then decide to move over to Manchester um, and be with all these young, free young people who think the world's lovely. And I'm like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it, 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 you're looking back. It's quite bizarre going over it because obviously I don't think about it too much now. Um, and obviously when I met my partner, he had a divorce as well. So we obviously thrashed out that a bit about what we'd got, what we wanted, maybe what we'd gone through and all that. Do you know what I mean? But I just, I need, I know I, because I'm such a strong person, I have to have people who step up because I end up being the champion all the time and then I get knackered with it and then I get cross with you because can you just have some balls and step up yourself? Do you know what I mean? So when he said to me, oh, I, I have all that from my mum every time I go, and I said, well, why didn't you ever say anything to her? Say either shut up or, because I know Matthew would, he'd say, shut up or he'd say something now, you know what I mean? And he's got my back 100%, I know that. Um, so it's just that knowing what you want and, and, and oh God, I mean, I do, you do try to change people. Like I said, can you not stack the dishwasher like that, please? And you do, but really you don't actually want to change them because that's what you were drawn to, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it, it's amazing how the kind of you deciding to leave was then like the catalyst for you training to be an actor. And obviously we met on an acting job doing Sunny yeah. D. Yeah. Um, and so it's really nice that something amazing has come from kind of that difficult period of time. And and so you said at the beginning that your current husband wanted to get married and you weren't so keen. What do you think was holding you back? I just thought it was going through that divorce thing again, if that was to happen, because you can live together. I know it's just as complicated when you're living together and break up, but it's that whole blooming official paper thing and so that was such a bizarre thing of me having to then go and sort it out and he just left it and all that do you know what I mean but and I was just like what does that piece of paper say if you're together do, do, do you have to do you have to have it do, do you know what I mean it was that sort of thing he he had to work really hard to to persuade me and bless him he's a Sunday school teacher and he was like, I don't think I can live like that. And I, I, I just I, I just believe in marriage. And I was like, oh, my God, OK, it's all, uh, it's all fine. <laughs> was there anything you put in place, obviously having been through that difficult situation when you got married again? We just went into it. Isn't that bizarre? You think you'd have, you would, wouldn't you? But no, we didn't. Because I just, 
I did know, and we were quite, it was quite a whirlwind relation. We knew, I think, quite early on that we were matched and everything. Um, we had a relationship up and down the M6. So you lived in the north in Manchester and I lived in um, in Birmingham, as I say, in Downsville. And we were just up and down that motorway. And if that can survive, I think he got one of my friends to sing about, um, not Route 66, but something like that at the wedding because it had been, you know, up and down the motorway, whatever. Uh, when you first said you had a relationship up and down the M6, I thought it was a euphemism. I was like, you no, call in no, this no. thing, the M6? No. <laughs> The actual M6. Um, <laughs> yeah, actual travelling up and down the mileage. <laughs> I mean, looking back now, do you have any advice if someone's listening and they can like really relate to your story and, and what you went through and they're still in that bit? Talk. Better if you can talk to a relation, maybe not your mum, but your sister or somebody like that or your brother even, whatever. If they, if, but just talk to somebody. And if you know of somebody who's been through it, just just talk to them as well. There's, there's a there's a sense, like the divorce club thing, there's a sense of loneliness because you're on this path, you're not talking to anybody. You can, your mind at night, when you're, when you like come out of your sleep, you can think up all sorts of scenarios that are ridiculous and far-fetched and mean ridiculous things to you, but they're worrying and your stomach, you know, you've got like not in the pit of your stomach. And, and, I mean, God forbid if it touch wood, if it ever happened to me now, I definitely think I'd speak to somebody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And that's kind of the point of this podcast, really, is to kind of, because I didn't know anyone else who was going through divorce. So I was like, I'm going to use a podcast as an excuse to to, find yeah, to message people. And and actually now we've got a Patreon, which is uh, where people can join to support the podcast. And I've created a little chat room in there. Oh, and wow. it's so nice. It's like a divorce chat room. And because there's a 
you know, it's like two pounds a month to join the Patreon. It means yeah. that trolls aren't on there, like they're on social media. So we can all just yeah. talk. And it's really nice to see everyone like sharing. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. This has been so great and nice to chat. Where can people uh, find you and follow you online? Um, well, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, It would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, But also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.